Well, Kalani Sataki, the BYU head coach, finally got his wish. Uh, he wanted to hear – he couldn't wait to hear Country Roads being sung uh, <clears throat> in Morgantown on this fine Mor- – on that fine Morgantown evening, and he got his wish. The Mor- – the uh, – <laughs> The Morgantown Mountaineers? Nah, nah. Nah, nah. nah. The West Virginia Mountaineers take down the BYU Cougars, or should I say the BYU Mormons, uh, 37-7. to But don't let that last touchdown fool you. It was a 37 nothing game for most of the game. Yeah, but, I mean, the final score was 37-7. 37-7, but you know what, Cole? It doesn't matter what that score was because the West Virginia Mountaineers ran wild in Morgantown, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, can't say the same thing. Uh, no Tigers ran wild in Tuscaloosa this weekend, I'm afraid. The only Tiger who ran wild uh, left the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, possible concussion, possible broken jaw. We'll see. Uh, uh, I am in uh, Spain without the S right now. Um, it is a uh, painful, painful, painful way to lose in Tuscaloosa. Uh, credit where credit is due for Bam. No, I'm not going to say that. Um, I will say, though, Cole, it has been quite the weekend for me. West Virginia blows out BYU 37-30, and then as we're recording this about 30 30 minutes minutes ago, Ryan Blaney wins the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series Championship. I am looking at this man. He is losing his mind. He is representing Ryan Blaney on his hat right now. Um, yeah, kudos to you. Thank you for allowing uh, me and JTC, JTC and DeBoof, shout out. DeBoof. Applause. Um, no, thank you for letting us experience your first ever championship win. Hopefully there's a lot more ahead of you. I, I hope so, too. This is my first year, the first time ever that I've experienced a driver, a team, a fa- anybody I'm a fan of to ever win a championship, and I am absolutely ecstatic right now. Nice. So, yeah, but with that, let's get into it. I'm Owens Pelnick. My name's Cole Connor. And this is an ecstatic episode for ODC here <laughs> on the Panther Pod. a terrible episode for CVC. Thank you for listening to the Panther Pod. All right, getting right into it, Cole. Let's just go ahead and start the show off with what we do best. Ready? Horns down. Horns down. Horns down. Uh, Unfortunately, K-State, K-State loses in overtime on a a fourth down call that was questionable here for uh, Chris Kleiman. Could have kicked the field goal, but I understand wanting to go for the win. Uh, K-State loses to Texas 33-30 in overtime, officially putting the Wildcats out of Big 12 contention. Um. Credit to K-State, though, scoring those 16 um, or the 13 unanswered but the 16 points in the fourth quarter to force overtime and come back like that. Uh, Will Howard sparkled in this game, 26 for 42, 327 yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception. Um, Excuse me, they are not out of contention. That is my bad. No, you're good. I'm just glad you fumbled before I did this episode. Thanks, thanks. Um, Malik Murphy... Uh, for the Longhorns, uh, no Quinn Ewers this game. Um, mm, Malik Murphy showing that he is a freshman. Uh, 19 completions on 37 attempts, 248 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions. Ooh. 
However, it was okay because he had help in the backfield from Jonathan Brooks, who had over 112 yards rushing the ball and a touchdown to go along with it. I mean, when you're Texas and you can just jam the ball wherever you want on the ground, I mean, come on. You're going to do that. C.J. Baxter also had 10 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown for the Longhorns. Um, And Adane Mitchell was the Texas leading receiver. Eight receptions, 149 yards receiving, and one touchdown. Uh, Good game. Well played for Texas. We've seen this Texas team. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's got them coached up real good. Uh, Horns down. Don't get me wrong. Horns down. Horns down. I am giving credit. In this instance, I will give credit where credit is due. Sark's got the Longhorns looking really good. Uh, Definitely going to be interesting to see how they're going to slot in to – or if they're going to slot in to the top four. Um, Trying to pull up team stats here. Um, Overall team stats here. Texas with a whopping 478 yards of total offense, 248 of that through the air, and then total domination on the ground, 230 yard, 230 rushing yards with 30 compared to Kansas State's 33 rushing yards. Uh, yeah, no. When Texas holds uh, K State to 43, you're not winning that game. Yeah, like your leading rusher has nine carries for 30 yards, sure, and uh, that being Treshawn Ward, but. Yeah, no. K State, you're missing. You're you're not winning this game if you're only wish, if you're only rushing for 43 yards. Uh, K State had seven penalties for 50. Kind of an undisciplined Texas team. Ten penalties for 67 yards didn't cost them the win there. Uh, but with that 230 to 43 rushing attack, Texas controlled the ball. 32 minutes time of possession versus K State's 27 to 53. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a clean game for either team as Texas gives up three turnovers compared to K-State's two. Uh, they do have two interceptions and uh, they lose the fumble, uh, whereas K-State just has a fumble and an interception throw. Will Howard for Kansas State looked pretty decent. He was 26 for 42, um, over 327 yards passing. Had four touchdowns on the day. Four touchdowns for the Wildcats. Did have the lone interception. However, Will Howard just played his butt off. Absolutely uh, outstanding quarterback performance. Just couldn't get it done there in the late in the fourth uh, or late in overtime. And Texas walks away with a field goal for the win rather than a touchdown. Uh, very very rare, I think, we that we see that going on in college football when it comes to overtime. Uh, some takeaways from this. Texas is still looking pretty good. However, they look beatable. They need to get Quinn Ewers back at ASAP. Yeah, I think <laughs> I without that superior quarterback playing Quinn Ewers, mm-hmm. this Texas team ain't lasting long. I agree. Um, yeah, no, a good win for the Longhorns. Kind of dirty. We'll see if they can um, kind of fix some stuff up, especially when Quinn Ewers returns and um, – hopefully you know improve everything there um moving on to sec ball here the georgia bulldogs and the mizzou tigers i watched quite a good bit of this game and i paid for my whole seat didn't need the edge of it only or only needed the edge of it didn't need most of it um this game was 10 10 going into halftime I thought Georgia was about to lose, and then they scored 14 in the third quarter and six in the fourth. Um, Mizzou could not capitalize in the second half. 
uh, only coming away with 11 points to make the final score 30 to 21. The number two ranked Georgia Bulldogs pull away with the win. <sighs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Um, I think Missouri has got has got something figured out here. I think if they could just just keep keep doing what they're doing, being consistent, they will they 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 will always as, as it appears for the past two years now. That it seems to be that, that they've almost had Georgia's number each yes. year. Okay, they've been able to stop them, put up points against them, and just been been able to do better than most teams have against Georgia all year long. You know. Um, yeah, no, Mizzou is not a laughing stock of the SEC anymore. They are here. They've shown over the past two seasons, especially with uh, quarterback Brady Cook, um, not necessarily <laughs> in this game, but in the past two seasons, he has been solid enough to where he has not had to, you know, rely on anything or try and figure everything out. So. Uh, Brady Cook, this game, 14 completions on 30 attempts, 212 yards through the air, one touchdown, two interceptions on the day. You'll have that when you're coming up against a top-tier defense like the Bulldogs. Carson Beck really didn't do a whole lot better. Uh, 21 for 32, 254 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions on the day. Um, Dejon Edwards went down in the third quarter for the Bulldogs. So uh, backup running back Kendall Milton stepped in in the second half. Uh, however, Dejon still led the team in touches and yardage. 16 carries, 77 yards rushing, no touchdowns. Uh, Kendall Milton did not one touchdown in the third quarter. Uh, nine carries, 44 yards, and that one touchdown. Cody Schrader, uh, I want to say for Mizzou, if I could not talk about anyone else this game, Cody Schrader uh, absolutely dominated the Bulldogs. He almost turned it into a one-man wrecking crew. 22 carries for 112 yards on Georgia and one touchdown on the ground. However, he had three receptions out of the backfield for 14 yards, one of those setting up the uh, second quarter touchdown, <clears throat> or uh, excuse me, the first quarter touchdown for the Tigers. And you know, I think this is the one game they um, Georgia seemed to be off when it came to playing Auburn. They seemed to be off when they were playing Vanderbilt of all teams. But like credit to Missouri, like Georgia was looking for this game. They were prepared. They were ready to come in, in this game, and Missouri was too. They went toe to toe with the mm -hmm. Bulldogs and didn't bat an eye. They threw two interceptions and still almost beat them. Mm -hmm. um, but almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So yep. there's that. However, I think this is I want I won't say moral victories because I don't think those a loss is a loss, but looking you know going into Mizzou's um, looking at Mizzou's schedule for the rest of the year, they've got Tennessee next up at home, then they get Florida, and then they got to travel to Arkansas. Okay, uh, Tennessee's gonna be a tough game for them, but I feel like Missouri can be the better. I feel like Missouri's the better team when it comes to that game. Florida again, I feel confident Missouri for that one, and then Arkansas. Give me Missouri as well. Very well could finish out 10-2 and two for the rest of the year. Um, if Georgia loses one game, two games maybe. Which is a very real possibility looking up at their schedule. Um, this weekend they take on Ole Miss uh, at home, mm -hmm. but they still take on Ole Miss, who we've seen 
is a very good Ole Miss team in the SEC West. Uh, and then the following weekend, they travel to Neyland Stadium and take on the Tennessee Volunteers. However, here's the issue. That's only one SEC, SEC East game yeah. that Georgia faces. So, even if they lose that one, I think – correct me if I'm wrong. I'm They're not out. used to divisions. Yeah, no. Georgia, is, Georgia, with the win over Mizzou, clinched their division. They okay. will be in the SEC championship game. Gotcha. The only way that Bama, at this point, is not in the SEC championship game um, – let me just double check here. Uh, Auburn. That's it. So if Ole Miss and Auburn beat Alabama and or uh, Georgia and Alabama respectively, we would see a Mizzou Ole Miss championship game. I think that's how it works. Okay. Yeah. I'm not used to divisions. They kind of confuse me a little yeah. bit. But okay. Very cool. Um, but yeah. But back to Missouri though. Like stood up. With them, they were prepared as well. They didn't bat an eye even after turning the ball over twice, which I think obviously went, which obviously went in Georgia's favor. But you know, uh, like congrats to Mizzou. Like yeah. you know, they've put together a heck of a season. They really have. They really have. They're going to be a danger next year in the SEC. So mm-hmm. look for them uh, coming into twenty twenty four. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to. Honestly, I don't know whether to call it an upset, something that was expected, but Owen, the Wolf Pack is back, baby. Causing mass destruction. Uh, NC State takes down the U, 20-6. to um, Tyler Van Dyke for the Hurricanes, 21 for 38. Three interceptions <laughs> on the day. For 173 yards passing. Bad day. Bad day. Bad day at the office. Um, MJ Morris was the team's leading passer for NC State. Give me one second. Let me pull up his stats. He had 11 for 21, 123 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. So, you know, did better than Tyler Van Dyke there, you know. Uh, Brennan Armstrong, however, was the team's leading rusher. Eight carries for 51 yards. Uh, Kendrick Raphael had three carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. No touchdowns for the U. Only field goals in the first half. Um, NC State pitched a second-half shutout, scoring 10 unanswered to seal the victory. Uh, But honestly, they didn't even need to show up on offense after the first quarter. Tony Gibson in that Wolfpack defense, man, had things clicking. They had two sacks in the game. Um, and also was able to collect three interceptions and a fumble. Okay, mm. the NC State Wolfpack for a team that we thought was just off to an awful, awful start. Lost to Notre Dame, uh, lost to Louisville, was in a shootout to Marshall, and then lost to Duke. Just rough in two weeks in a row. They beat Clemson. They beat NC State. I mean, I'm sorry. They beat Miami. Then they go to Wake Forest, they travel to Virginia Tech, and then they bring UNC home for the last three weeks. If they went out, they also go 9-3. and three. I would say, at best, they go 8-4. and four. Kind of a bounce back there for NC State. I mean, they were in a shootout with Connecticut this year, okay? They, again, probably should have lost to Marshall, didn't. Mm-hmm. 
you know, got blown out by Notre Dame, and uh, and then got in a shootout against Virginia, who right now is no longer bowl eligible, going two and seven so far on the season. So. Mm. Just an up and down year for Wolfpack fans, but glad to see them go to six and three, make bowl eligibility with this game. Hey, bud, you know who's also two and seven on the year? Who? Pitt. <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Bum bum bum. And that's the only version we're allowed to sing on here. Yep. Um, no, at this point, uh, when you're talking about ACC championship and ACC playoffs, or uh, not playoffs, excuse me. Um, ACC championship game, you're looking at a Florida State-Louisville matchup. About 100% guaranteed unless something goes terribly wrong with either one of those teams. Even if Florida State drops a game this year, which they probably won't because they're all of a sudden super competitive, um, they're still in the championship game. Louisville, you have to win out if you want to win. The uh, if you want a chance to be in that ACC championship game because Georgia Tech, of all people, is at your heels. Uh, Louisville, the rest of their schedule. Uh, UVA at home at the University of Miami and Kentucky at home. Uh, those two conference matchups for Louisville, super easy wins. Um, unless disaster strikes, we've seen this Louisville team pull out better victories, uh, except the only loss they have on the schedule. Do you know the only team that Louisville lost to this year without looking it up? Is it um, – can you, can you read me off their schedule, just who they've played? Yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech, Murray State, Indiana – Boston College, NC State, Notre Dame, Pitt, Duke, Virginia Tech. I'm going to say it's either Duke or Boston College. Nope. Neither one? The 8-1 and one Louisville Cardinals lost to the 2-7 and seven Pittsburgh Panthers this year. No shot. No yep. shot. Uh, 38-21, wow. Pitt won. I do not remember that. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, they didn't win. They didn't just win either. Like yeah, that is they, a they, good margin of victory. Yeah, yeah. Wild times. That is wild times. Interesting. Um, looking. Yeah. No. At this point, it is Florida State, Louisville, all but confirmed. Yes. Uh, the only thing that's going to cause Louisville to miss the uh, ACC championship game is if they lose <laughs> out. Or at least lose in conference play uh, for the rest of the year. Yeah. Moving on to the Thundering Turd and the App State Mountaineers. Um, the Thundering Herd, I'll be nice, first quarter shutout over App State. Scored three points in the second, gave up 21, though. Scored six in the third, gave up seven. Didn't score any in the fourth and gave up three. Uh, Marshall got blown out by App State 31-9. Cam Fancher, uh, not the long-term solution at quarterback. He is tough. I know he's working through some injuries right now, but I don't know what injury causes you to throw three interceptions in a game. Uh, 14 for 25, 144 yards passing, one touchdown, three interceptions. Uh Aguilar for App State, 19 for 26, 226 yards passing, and three tutties. <coughs> uh, 
Joey Aguilar also had 10 carries for 44 yards, being the team's leading rusher. Um, Meanwhile, Rasheen Ali had 13 carries for 79 yards, uh, no touchdowns for Marshall. Uh, Mylon Tucker had one carry for three yards and a touchdown uh, for the Mountaineers, or the lesser of the Mountaineers. The lesser of the Mountaineers. And we'll find that out come November 18th when they play JMU. Yeah. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. <laughs> um, good win for App State. This puts them to 5-4, and 3-2 and two in conference. Uh, kind of looking at their conference, there's no way they're getting to the conference championship game at this point. Um, Coastal Carolina, unfortunately, is the de facto conference. Uh, well, no, they will go to the conference championship game against Troy, uh, because JMU is in jail with the NCAA, uh, even though JMU is 6-0 and in conference and 9-0 overall. Free JMU! Free JMU. Um, yeah, good win for App State. Kind of a messy game for Marshall. We'll see in the offseason. Uh, let's see. Is they they got to find somebody at quarterback. Cam Fancher is just not hit. Throwing yeah, three he's interceptions a sophomore. And, and, and a touchdown. I mean, maybe he'll get better with age, but just over the past couple couple weeks, just not hadn't, hadn't been him. He's not him. No. Um, um, yeah, on the season so far, Cam Fancher has 1941 through the air, eight touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Yeah. You Yeah, you need to go at this point. Yeah. Got to find somebody else or at least make him better. But Joey Aguilar looking great. Oh, yeah. On the uh, year. Going to be an absolute stud uh, for App State for, I think, two more years, right? Um, I believe so. Let me look it up here and see what uh, – let's see. Joey Aguilar is a junior. Okay, so he's got one more year of eligibility for, for the Mountaineers. Uh, on the season for the Mountaineers, 2,399 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, and six interceptions. So, heck of a season for Joey Aguilar so far. App State still looking for uh, bowl eligibility. They take on – excuse me. Uh, they take on uh, Georgia State next week. They take on Georgia State next week. Um, then travel to Harrisonburg to see the JMU Dukes and then bring it back home to take on Georgia Southern and – in uh, in Boone, North Carolina. Uh, for the Thundering Herd, they're also in the hunt for bowl eligibility. They take on Georgia Southern at home. Uh, they travel to South Alabama, and then they close out the season uh, versus Arkansas State in Huntington. That is two rough games that they got to go through uh, facing Georgia Southern and then South Alabama as well. Arkansas State should help them get to bowl eligibility. I see them finishing out 6-6 six and six on the year. Nice. Um, moving on to the saddest – no, not the saddest Oh, game. how sweet it is. Oh, how sweet it is. In the final matchup for the foreseeable future, there is no Bedlam scheduled anytime soon. The Oklahoma State Cowboys pull off the last second field goal. Seal the deal. Uh, 27 to 24, Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. 
I told you, Cole. I told you, Mike Gundy ain't gonna walk, ain't gonna let them walk out. Ain't gonna walk out of Boom Picking Stadium say, uh, saying they're gonna be they're 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 the last ones to win battle. Uh uh-uh. uh nah 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 nah. Mike Gundy said, "I'm I'm a man. I'm fifty some odd years old now. All right, Brent Venables, you ain't walking out of here. Nah nah. I am the leader of Bedlam. All right. You may go to the SEC and fade into irrelevancy, but guess what?" You're right here, house. right now, you in my house. You in my house. You in my house. Um, Dylan Gabriel, good game, but also kind of a sloppy game. Uh, 26 for 37, 344 yards passing. Good for him. One touchdown. Hey, one interception. Uh, Alan Bowman uh, for the Cowboys, 28 for 42, 334 yards passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Ollie Gordon did have that one failed trick play, uh, 0 for 1 with one interception for the Cowboys. Typical Mike Gundy offense. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna, you're, um, you're gonna have them. However, for Oklahoma State, all their points came on the ground with Ollie Gordon hitting the end zone twice and Alan Bowman running it in for once on a 13 yard carry, nonetheless. Good for him. Yep. Uh, for how about a bounce back? How about this bounce back for Oklahoma State? They 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 at one point in the season got blown out at home by South Alabama. Here they are. If the conference championship were to end today, it would be Oklahoma State. And if it if, if they were to go to the conference championship game today, it would be Oklahoma State and Texas walking into Arlington. Mm. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's wild. That is absolutely wild. What a bounce back for the Cowboys. You are the final winners in um, in the Bedlam series. You have taken Oklahoma St- or Oklahoma out of playoff contention. Um, and we'll see about Big 12 contention. They're still very much in it. They only got two conference losses. As of right now, it's a five-way tie for second place uh, for the Big 12 conference. Texas sits at top, and Oklahoma State is right behind them. We'll see. Um, looking ahead at Oklahoma State's schedule for the rest of the year, uh, they travel to UCF, they go to Houston, and then they host BYU at home. For Oklahoma, however, next week they take on the one and only West Virginia Mountaineers at home in Norman. Then they travel to BYU, and then they come back home to take on TCU to finish out the season. <clears throat> Go ears. Go ears. Uh, great overall win for Oklahoma State. What a great bounce back for Mike Gundy and this crew. Uh, for some people who thought he was on the hot seat after after 20-some-odd years of being there, uh, no, no. Uh, Mike Gundy is still very safe in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, he will be there until he dies. Probably. Probably will be there until he dies. The man is a legend at Oklahoma State. Both played there and uh and coached there for so many years. Seven and two for the Cowboys. They are now five and one in conference. Wild. Absolutely wild. Just I'm just astonished. I'm just I'm really happy that Oklahoma State won this game. Just just because if it were like I would be happy either way, but just because Oklahoma is leaving, yeah. Oklahoma State doesn't get another chance at this, you know? And I hope, I hope for this series that it does it does not yeah, I hope that it, it, it does not. It, it does not be. It is not like the backyard brawl where it, it takes them ten years to come back and play for the same title. They they're in their own state and they can't schedule an out of conference game for this for this rivalry series. Are you kidding me? 
It, but but if you ask the big names, you know, they say the marquee matchups are USC and Rutgers. So that's that's the really yeah. Because that's in all in the name of conference realignment. That's that's all that matters is Rutgers, you, is Rutgers and UCF or 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 um, how about this Oregon and Northwestern? Yeah, that's a real real big matchup right there. You're still salty about that from earlier. I'm in, or Oklahoma and Vanderbilt. Oh, whoopee, woohoo, yay! I'm so excited for that game. No, absolutely not. Not like Oklahoma, Alabama every year. That's or not going to be an every year thing. Texas, Bama. Okay, now that one, that one might be. That one, that yeah. one, that one might be. Yeah, that one might be. Yeah, you can just go beat Oklahoma for for us now. It was our turn. Yeah, to no, this is this is officially the torch being passed. It is at it this is. point. Um, as of next week, uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma will not play anymore in conference. regularly in conference. Yep. So the torch will be passed to LSU and Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, good win. Just excited, stoked for for Oklahoma State. Yep. Awesome time. Awesome time. Are you going first? Do you want me to rip the Band-Aid off? I'll go first. Are you sure you don't want to end the episode on a high note? Because it's no, going to get we real end, depressing. We ended, we ended on... I figured we'd just keep the same same kind of rhythm because on Wednesday we we ended with LSU okay, Alabama. Okay, fine. Start things off hot and fresh. The West Virginia Mountaineers take down the BYU Cougars for the first time in conference. I just crashed and burned with the koozie there. Um, they take down for the first time in conference play. Uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers take down BYU. Garrett Green, have yourself a day, young man. 12 of 24, 100, uh, 205 yards, two touchdowns. However, they came for the Mountaineers. But BYU is not prepared for the thunder and lightning, that of being C.J. Donaldson and Jaheim White. Yeah. A sophomore and a freshman running up and down Mountaineer Field yeah. scoring touchdown after touchdown what? 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 and a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> Did you actually get the score right? Um, it's a possibility. Let's see. Touchdown, as many touchdowns, touchdowns as you touchdown, scored. Touchdown, 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 field goal. Maybe. Yeah, close to it. Close to it. Good enough. Uh, for West Virginia. What can I say, man? C.J. Donaldson, 14 carries for 102 yards, had two touchdowns on the, on the day. Big man, grown man that's a, touchdown. That's a grown man run right there. Jaheim White also had 16 carries for 146 yards. Didn't, wasn't able to get in the end zone, but a workhorse nonetheless. Uh, Cole Taylor also got himself a Big man touchdown, dragging a defender three yards to get in the end zone. Preston Fox with the whoop, dragging his toe there uh, in the back of the end zone to get the touchdown. Garrett Green slinging the ball all over the place. Devin Carter had a wonderful catch there, uh, kind of there late in the game. Nico Marchio was four for four for 26 yards, but Garrett Green didn't necessarily have to use his legs a ton. Only had one, only had four carries for 23 yards. Um, stood back in the pocket. Despite having the injuries that we have along the offensive line and being able to um, still run the ball like we did and not have any sacks, not have Garrett Green pressured, was amazing. 
Best offensive line in the country, I would I would venture to say there, if we're able to do that. Uh, Doug Nestor was out. Brandon Yates got a little banged up there. Nick Malone got a little banged up. Thomas Remack. Um, they were all a little banged up, but you know what? That's okay. We were able to do, do some great things. Uh, BYU, I honestly thought they would have put up a better fight. I, I genuinely did. I thought they were a much better team, but uh, Keaton Slovis was out. Uh, for BYU, Jake Retzloff was 24 for 42, two touchdowns. Didn't have it. I mean, I'm sorry, 210 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Aiden Robbins did have that last touchdown there within five minutes left to go in the game. Uh, they did lose a fumble. BYU did did lose a fumble, but you know, other than that, I just thought BYU would. Uh, and I'm not begging for them to be. I mean, I am, but I'm not at the same time of like. Great win, but it just surprised me. I thought BYU would have been a little bit tough, a little bit more tough to handle. Um, Dag on, Cole. Would you like to? You know, you know. I there were some things. No, first let me let me before I before I get into this. That was a weird transition there. Um, there were some things that I really liked. There weren't. There wasn't anything where I was like, "Oh my gosh, we have to fix this. This is terrible. We got to fix that." Um, special teams needs to be. Needs to work on. We need to keep booting it out of the end zone, out yep. back of the end zone. Um, and also, Garrett has just got to be more than fifty percent completion because against a team like Oklahoma, that's not going to cut it. But he can also use his legs, so it may it may cut it. Secondary, still we're still giving up some kind of passes down the field or on the underneath stuff. Just need to kind of clean that up and get a little bit tighter on on defense as well. Uh, but moving on to team stats here. Cole, would you like to guess how many offensive yards West Virginia had without looking at it? Uh, 480? Higher. Oh. Y'all didn't pass 500. There's no way a West Virginia Mountaineer team passed 500 yards total offense, right? So it's got to be like 490. Keep higher. 495? Higher. 499. Higher. There's no way. 499.5. Higher. Five, five, 500? Won't you take me higher? <laughs> I, I, refuse, I refuse to applause. A little Creed reference in there. Um, 537? Higher. 540? Higher. 550. Higher. 560. Higher. 580. 567 yards of total offense for the West Let's Virginia. go, Mountaineers. Have not seen that. I, this was the most fun I've had watching a West Virginia game since Will Greer, since 2018 and watching, and watching Will Greer sling that ball around. 567 total yards for the West Virginia Mountaineers. 231 of that through the air. 336 rushing yards. 336, Cole. Yeah. Um, we were 3 for 10 on third down, 2 for 4 on fourth down. Uh, only had to punt the ball one time. However, my biggest I would say my biggest complaint is the fact that we got three offensive penalties in a row. We went from two or from second and five to second and 25 in the matter of three penalties. First, we got a holding call. Then we got an offsides call. Then we got another offsides call. Back to back to back to back. Uh, Garrett Green didn't didn't drop the ball, didn't fumble it, kept it out of harm's way. 
no interceptions, no fumbles, and 35 minutes with the ball is what West Virginia had. 37-30, West Virginia is victorious. They are going bowling. Uh, Congrats, dude. Six and three on the year, four and two in conference. Very much, very much in the conference race, if I do say so myself. Um, great win. Most complete overall win, most complete team win I've seen in the Neil Brown era here. Um, I'm excited. We take on Norman at not, I'm sorry, we take on Oklahoma in Norman uh, at seven o'clock. It is a prime time game again for the Mountaineers. Cole, like I've said before, West Virginia has only had one game this year that has ended during the day. Nice. Every other game has ended under the lights. It as it should. It is an amazing feeling. Uh, West Virginia again, thirty-seven thirty beats the BYU Cougars, six and three on the year, four and two in conference. Still very much in the conference race. Going to need a little help, but if we win out, we've taken care of our business. Now it's time to see what happens. What happens next? Okay. So moving on from that really awesome high, um, yeah, Cole. <laughs> um, well, as Owen put it, um, West Virginia took him higher this weekend, and LSU took me lower. The two things that I want to say before I start into my entire spiel here. LSU did not get a horse collar tackle call on Jaden Daniels in the third quarter. Should have been called. Should have been called. Should have been called. Was not. Alabama got a horse collar tackle call later in the third quarter. Guess Saban's checks must have cleared at halftime. Jaden Daniels threw one interception. That interception was deflected off of a defensive lineman's hand and fell right into the Alabama defensive back's hands. This was pain. This was pain and misery. Um, all that fun stuff that I said about LSU winning by a million didn't happen. We lost by, you know, what is that? 12, 14. Lost by two touchdowns. Lost to Alabama by two freaking touchdowns. LSU's offense still putting up ungodly numbers. Jaden Daniels. 15 for 24, 219 yards passing, two touchdowns and that one lone interception. Jaden Daniels went down in the third quarter after what is and will always be a dirty hit. The Alabama safety lifted Jaden Daniels up, put his helmet underneath his chin, and slammed him down onto the ground. Jaden Daniels is out with either a concussion or a broken jaw. Garrett uh, Nussmeyer stepped in. Go Noose. Uh, five completions, 10 are attempts for 53 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Team could not make the transfer fast enough from the mobile quarterback that is Jaden Daniels. 
uh, to the stone statue in the backfield that is Garrett Nussmeyer. Not saying that in a negative. Garrett Nussmeyer is very much a pocket passer. Jane Daniels had 11 carries for 163 yards and a touchdown. Josh Williams had four carries for 19 yards and a touchdown as well. Logan Diggs and John Emery Jr. just couldn't find the freaking end zone. Uh, Logan Diggs, eight carries for 24 yards. He was our lead running back on the day, but he just could not get anything produced against that soft-as-butter Alabama defensive line. John Emery Jr. uh, could not find the nerve to get a single yard. One carry, no yards, no touchdowns. Malik Neighbors had himself a day as well. Ten receptions, 171 yards, one touchdown. Kyron Lacey had two receptions for 39 yards and a touchdown as well. Brian Thomas Jr., three receptions for 36 yards, no touchdowns this game. But he, him and Malik, uh, Malik Neighbors both joined the uh, LSU vaunted 1,000-1,000 club. Um, both posting 1,000 yards this season. I think they both posted 1,000 yards last season. Uh, joining Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson as the only wide receiver duo. And I think maybe Odell and uh, Jarvis did as well. Uh, but at this moment, I think it's just Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. Ah! <laughs> That's the good part. LSU's offense looked good. Uh, Jaden Daniels left the game, as we said. I don't know at this point if he's going to be healthy going into next week. Um, Next week, LSU takes on Florida Uh, in Death Valley. We go, uh, we host Georgia State the following, and then we end the season hosting the Aggies in Death Valley. At this point in the SEC, there is no way for, and I'm just double-checking my stuff here, Mm -hmm. Ole Miss will have to lose against Georgia and Mississippi State. Alabama will have to – Alabama's in the conference championship game at this point. They're a lock. They're 6-0 undefeated in conference. Ole Miss is 5-1. and one. If Ole Miss loses to Georgia or Mississippi State and LSU wins out, LSU will be – no, no. Bama has to lose one. No, no, there's no way. We're mathematically eliminated from the SEC championship game. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I thought there was a sliver of hope, but no. We're mathematically eliminated. Oh, ouch. A mock from the DeBoof. Because at this point, Alabama and Ole Miss have both beaten uh, LSU. So even if they both lose out, Bama's still Bama, Bama's in the SEC championship game. It is a Georgia and Bama SEC championship game. Now let's pause for 10 seconds uh, so Cole can recollect himself here. The only player 
that I would like to acknowledge on the Alabama Crimson Tide is Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow had himself a day in Tuscaloosa. Um, career high, 20 carries for 155 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Jace McClellan, 14 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. And Roydell Williams, six carries for 56 yards and a touchdown as well. Jalen Milrow through the air did not I, – I, I would love to say that he didn't look impressive, but he had the exact same stats as Jaden Daniels, except he didn't throw for a touchdown. And he didn't have an interception. Uh, 15 for 23 instead of 15 for 24. 219 yards passing, 9.5 average, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, LSU's run defense got absolutely battered all game. Um we could not stop anything on the ground whatsoever, causing Bama to roll over. I can't believe you used that word. The LSU Tigers. At this point, I've talked enough crap. I deserve it. Did you lose a bet with Meg? No, I did oh, not. Okay. okay. I did not. Okay. Um uh, I, I I had to take the dogs out um, during this game, and uh, I was really hoping that they could like pull it off. There's only two touchdowns. I was like, "Come on, come on, touchdown, offside, on onside kick, recover, you know, just just score, baby, just score." And uh, I came back in. The game was off, and it was WDBJ seven who was you know the news was coming on. So I was like, "All right, let me check the score real quick." I checked it, and I saw the score. My first reaction was, "Dang it, that government!" Thank you. You're welcome. I am in um, I'm in mourning right now for honestly at this point LSU just needs to lose out just lose all the rest of their games fire Brian Kelly start the program over you know all that all that all is that, that what they were supposed to do like two years ago after they fired Edo sure um, no it I would love to say that I would love to say that LSU is going to be relevant for the next. Like, when Bama finally collapses, everyone thought it was this year. It's not this year. Bama's one loss. Um, this was their next opportunity to take another loss. It's going to be another Bama-Georgia Conference Championship game, and we all know how those go. Um, at this point, if we don't land a quarterback in the transfer portal in the offseason, we are going to be irrelevant for a very long time, or at least until Brian Kelly is fired. It's not time to fire Brian Kelly yet. He hasn't won his national championship, okay? That's the way things go. Oh, sorry, yeah. Our coach has to win a national championship with another man's roster and then, um, you know, get fired the next season. Except Saban. He just left. Yeah. He just left. Went to coach the Dolphins. Heard he sucked there. Pretty great at LSU. Yeah, pretty great at LSU. Still wild to me that he coached at LSU. Like, that's just weird to me, you know? Saving at LSU? It it feels weird. I despise him. At one point in time, though. Oh, at one point in time. Well, granted, at that point, I was like four. Yeah. So. You're just like, go, Tigers. Go, Tigers. Go, Tigers. (sighs) <sighs> All right, I'm done. You're done? Okay. Well, next week, 
Uh, the college football playoff rankings will be here. So uh, I say next week, but come Wednesday, the college football planking playoff rankings will planking. Yes, Jay, I said planking. Um, oh, oh, immediate oh, simmer down. Uh, anyways, college football playoff rankings will come out Tuesday, and then Wednesday we're going to react to that and give you our uh, week eleven games. Our week 11 games. Week 11 is, is here, Cole. wild that this is week 11. It is. It is wild. It feels like week one was just... <laughs> yes, JMU is going to... Ch- J- free JMU. Yeah, free JMU. Um, but for that, I'm Owens Pelnick. My name's Cole Connor. And thank you for listening to the Panther Pod. <laughs>